Are we are we close to ready or? Oh uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I just I, I, I didn't know you were ready. I had hit record, and so now we've been recording for two minutes. Uh, sorry, is that why you were in full vamp mode? Vamp. Yeah, like vamping. Like hey, oh hey. I feel attacked. Right no, now. it's not an attack. I just should have picked up on the cues that you were recording and ready. Oh, okay. Oof, is this a bad way to start? Mm. Let's come up with some other cold open chatter. Um, I mean, I have two minutes of it, so. Yeah, but it's mostly you going like, hey, so how about this? And I'm like. <laughs> That's the sound of me reading IMDb trivia. Mm. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on? Hey. Here we are. Here we are, in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yeah, we might lose power. We might lose power. But the good news for y'all is that uh, if we lose power, we can still record the podcast. Yeah, so hey. don't you worry. No interruption no. to the production of this podcast <laughs> unless we get tired or busy. And right. And then, then it's fully interrupted. Which almost happened this week. Yeah, this we was the first of... time we had to watch... We, this was the first movie in the, like, almost 100 movies we've done now mm. where we didn't watch it together. Yeah. Because we, somehow we ran out of time, which doesn't make any sense, because, like, you had time off. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we had your birthday celebration. We did have my, my birthday, but that was one day. And then we, and then we have children. That's true. <laughs> so, um, and we watched uh, In the Heights, and we watched the new Steven Soderbergh movie. We did. So we made time to watch other movies that we don't own on DVD. <laughs> Imagine that. Picture it. Um, so yeah, so we got to this morning and we hadn't watched uh, one of our movies. And it was like, well, uh, let's just watch this uh, separately when we can. When yes. we can throughout the day. So we both fit in Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. <laughs> we fit it in. <laughs> like a glass slipper. <laughs> Which is referenced in the movie. Okay, <laughs> great. Going great. Um, Do we have any uh, topics at the top? No. Uh, I don't have anything prepared. We watched In the Heights. You had seen in it in the, the heights, theater. We're in the Heights, we're in the Heights. <laughs> Love That's that song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so high in the Heights. Um, we wa- we wa- you saw it in the theater. I did see it in the theater, and then but you didn't come with me. I went with uh, Michelle. Stop, Michelle. Um, and uh, it was lovely. And then you watched it. Yeah. And I watched it with you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was I. We, that was like a we started late. We had had a we had 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 we had had a long day, and we started late. Um, and I was like, well, this is old two and a half hours. Like, we're not gonna finish this tonight because we're old and parents and so I fall asleep. But we started it late and watched the whole dang thing. I mean. What an entertaining little treat it was. I loved it. Not to be dismissive with the word little. What an entertaining grand epic sweeping treat it was. (laughs) Um, A sweeping treat. Mike Pulasic put it on the poster. (laughs) Uh, Garbage. Anyway, um, the movie was really good. Yeah. I liked it. 
Yeah. It's, you know, uh, we also watched that new Steven Soderbergh movie, No Sudden Move, which was like just okay. Yeah. I Again, very watchable. Yes. Watchable, jam-packed with really great actors. Yeah. Um, but but you, you used the word undercooked, and I was like, that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like the whole thing was undercooked. Overstuffed and undercooked is, what, is how I felt. <laughs> Put it on the poster. <laughs> but... Uh, Brendan Fraser's in it though. Brendan Fraser, so good to see Brendan Fraser back in the mix and oh, my doing God. great things. Yeah, doing great, big fan. Um, I he was he's just like he was in the affair. He's been in like one or two things in the past couple years. Do we own the Mummy? No, we don't own the Mummy. How do we not own the Mummy? I That's feel like I've you. asked this before. <laughs> I feel like I've done this exact thing before. It is your catchphrase. How do we not? How own do the we mummy? not own the Mummy? She just walks into a room. How do we not <laughs> own the mummy? <laughs> you gotta put uh, you gotta put a sound effect in there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, perplexing. To that's me on you because you were more of a mummy fan. I than love I was. that. I love that. I think it popped up on. I think it's on HBO Max now, and I think our generation of uh, people. Uh, Geriatric millennials. <laughs> I hate it. Is the term. Um, people who remember a time before the internet. Yeah. Uh, barely, um, are remembering all the good times they had with the mummy, realizing how much Brennan Fraser's great, Rachel Vice. We all still love Rachel Vice. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Um, I remember she had no eyebrows in that movie. No eyebrows? Well, it was the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what? how did we get to the mummy? Brennan Fraser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you could have put a gun to my head. There was a real panic moment there. Did you hear it? Because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember either. Yeah. Um, but we should watch The Mummy. That'll be fun. Yeah. Brandon Fraser is so great. He is. Always good. In conclusion. In conclusion. This is now a Fraser fan cast. Yeah. Y'all, guess what we did? What do we do? <laughs> Creepy. We watched <laughs> two movies. One movie? We watched two. You're saying we watched more than one. More than one. More than one, less than three. Fewer than three. Oh. Two. What did we watch? <laughs> we watched From Hell from 2001 and Magic Mike XXL from 2015. We did. We sure did. Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and pop it off here with From Hell. Like I said, 2001, directed by the Hughes brothers, Albert and Alan. The IMDb summary is, in Victorian-era London, a troubled clairvoyant police detective investigates the murders of Jack the Ripper. Yes, bum, true. Bum, bum. Based um, on the graphic novel, the yes. dense tome of a graphic novel by Alan Moore, who did Watchmen, V for Vendetta. Oh. Famously. That tracks. I didn't know that, but that tracks. He's famously very ornery about his, the adaptations, about all his work, but especially like movie adaptations like i think most of them he asks that his name be taken off of them oh um league of extraordinary gentlemen is another one yeah uh his name is on this one i don't does know does he like this one i don't think he likes it i, I was can't gonna imagine. say that would be surprising i can't imagine um no one likes this one. Uh, wow. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding sorry uh no that tracks though because it, it, it uh it, it feels like those other movies and also it feels like a graphic novel that's been adapted to a movie do you know what i mean does that yeah, make sense i know what you mean like yeah. it, i don't know what that is I kind of, I, I think I gotcha. But there's something there. Um, Albert and Alan Hughes are twins, by the way. And twins. they're black. Guys, Which y'all. I was shocked to learn. <laughs> y'all, 
Black twins. Black. It's a jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just like, I mean, they've done a bunch of stuff. I don't know what. But. Yeah, they did Book of Eli. They did Menace to Society. Um, and some others that I'm not thinking of yeah. at this moment. But they're, they're like, well like they're this is not i would say indicative of their of most of their work mm-hmm. and also the fact that this is like i mean this is maybe a stupid thing to say and i apologize if it comes off as patronizing mm. but the fact that this is directed by black men i was like oh i want to love this movie especially because it's not a black story yeah and i feel strongly that like filmmakers should be like black filmers filmmakers should not get pigeonholed into just making black cinema that centers on black narratives and should also should be free to do that. Ah. (laughs) Um, No, but should be free to do that. But also like, why shouldn't black people direct Victorian England stories? Like everybody else, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, unfortunately not my favorite movie. No, it's a, it's a weird one. Uh, I, I remember, as I said, I think I said this last week, this is one of the first films that I watched and I was like, I know this is bad, but I still kind of like it. <laughs> um, which is a new level of like awareness. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and no, I, that's, that, I, I strongly relate to that. Yeah. And uh, I think most of the reason why I liked it then is because I was fascinated by Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that's such a you thing. Yeah. Um, I like, and remember that from meeting you in high school. <laughs> um, just like, uh, you know, that's it's it's that makes me sound like a crazy person, but it no. is kind of lumped into this like true crime, um, a mystery that's never been solved. Right. And here's a film that posits a solution for the mystery, right? Yeah. So it's like, ooh, this is fun. Also, London. You like love London as a I do love as London. a place, but also as a concept. And like, <laughs> yeah, I think when you were young and in into like Jack the Ripper and stuff, you used to like pretend to be British, right? For people that you had just met. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Did I make that up? It's not. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you making you, to be British. I'm not making you sound like less of a crazy no, person. No, you're really not. But also, that's not what happened. It wasn't <laughs> that I would pretend to be British. It was that uh, myself and our friend Kevin would often speak with British accents for fun. And there was one time where we were at a party with a bunch of people that we didn't know. And we were speaking in British accents for some reason. And then we stopped and the person we were talking to was like, wait a minute, you're not British. And it made us laugh hysterically because we did that all the time where we were just, yeah, you know, I think I've done it on the podcast. I'm so you sure. were like child con artists, like a, yes. like a, mm-hmm. like a matchstick men situation. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, Paper moon. great. Paper moon is a better, is a better <laughs> reference. Great. Um, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, Jack the Ripper, an interest of yours. The end. <laughs> I love how you were fully like, yeah, you're like obsessed with with Britain. Well, you're like <laughs> you're obsessed with murder, and uh, and you're a liar is yeah, what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're a deceiver. Yes, yes. Uh, you serve the Dark Lord. I do. I truly anyway, do. Okay. Um, okay. So I mean, the IMDb summary is pretty on point. Um, I fully forgot that the police detective played by Johnny Depp, it was clairvoyant. And then it start and he shows up on screen and I was like, Oh yeah. So you've got Johnny Depp playing a, an inspector, right? Basically. And he chases the dragon. He uses opium. 
Yeah, opium? opium heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and has visions, right? And that of visions of of women being slaughtered, and then they pop up, and that's how. Right. And it's not just this this one case that has happened throughout his career, where he's somehow solved all these cases through these visions. Right. Um, you've got Coltrane. Uh, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie. I was like, Johnny. No, that's John Bobbert. Coltrane is a <laughs> different thing. Musician. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hagrid. You've got Hagrid, yeah, Hagrid as like. You're a ripper, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got, so you've got Hagrid as uh, the police chief, head of the police force. Um, he, I thought he was just his partner. No, because there's that one scene where he's like, they're debriefing all of the police officers. And then he says like. Go with God, and they all stand there, and he goes. Oh yeah, no, that yeah, means yeah. go. Like he yeah. get, he's giving them the assignment. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, and then you've got Heather Graham. Heather Graham as Mary. Mary Kelly. Kelly. Right. Who was she? A real person? Well, here's the thing that we should establish up top. Let's is do that it. From hell, it's based on the real stuff, and it uses all these real people as a jumping off point. And I think Mary Kelly was a real person. Yeah. And I think almost all of them. I like. Um, Aberline, who, Aberline, Aberline. Who's the detective. Yeah, who Johnny Depp plays, was a real person. Like, all these people are real. The murders are obviously real. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the suspects, the people, you know, the, the person who the movie posits is Jack the Ripper is a real person. Mm -hmm. It's all based on a, on a very real theory about who Jack the Ripper is, was, but it's also been, like, fully debunked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, and it's also got this like mystical element with Johnny Depp having visions, which yeah. is obviously, uh, you know, in, invented. Mm-hmm. And, and so if in that way, it reminded me of a, of a movie like JFK or something, which like takes a very real thing and then is like, this might be the reason for it. Yeah. But there's, here's how it could have happened. Right. Here's how it could have happened. And you can kind of take it in that spirit. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they're all real people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got Ian. Ian Holm. Holm. There we go. Bilbo. And many and many other great things. <laughs> um, but uh, No, no, just Bilbo. But he's great. He's always great to yeah. see. I mean, he's, you know, um, Ash in uh, the original Alien and just so many yeah. amazing things. Um, he, like, he, he just, I think. He just makes everything better all the time. Yeah. I just love him. Um, so you've got like a really... And the, ooh, thunder. Ooh, ominous thunder. thunder. From hell. Yeah. Ominous Ian Holm-tinged <laughs> thunder. Yeah. Um, you've got the girl who uh, was in love, actually. Yeah. She... <laughs> so, okay. So she plays... So there's Heather Graham, this group of sex workers in 1888 London. Mm-hmm. Heather Graham and a couple others, including this girl from Love, actually. Um, they're all like watching out for each other. They're like a little gang of, uh, sex workers and they, they, they're always like kind of talking or whatever. The one girl, this girl from, <laughs> you're like, you're saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> they're always like, uh, you know, like talking or whatever. And yeah. They're <laughs> being and talking and existing and the camera's breathing, uh, blinking. Uh, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> so then this is a weird thing about the movie is that Johnny Depp's investigating this murder, but it's, you know, traditionally the, you know, the movie, a movie about um, a detective investigating a murder. It starts with, um, there's a dead body and the, <laughs> the detective visits the scene and all this stuff, what you get in from hell. And I actually, 
started reading the graphic novel last night and oh. like the it's it also starts this way but like that, that what you get in from hell is this girl from love actually you get like a full backstory of what's going on with her which is that she's with this rich guy mm-hmm. um he's taking care of her now she's like kind of off the streets she's had a baby yeah with him and they've gotten married right and the and they've gotten married and then the guy gets dragged away. The rich guy gets dragged away by like a secret police force, mm-hmm. and the baby gets dragged. Away. No, the baby gets left with Heather Graham. Yeah, Heather Graham is babysitting. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you get all this stuff up top, and it's actually for me one of the issues with the movie is the structure in that way, where mm-hmm. it's like you get all this like nefarious high level stuff. What it turns out, and I don't think this is a huge spoiler because it is pretty apparent early on. Right. We're going to be spoiling from hell y'all. Yeah. What it turns out is that he's a member of the Royal family yes. and that he secretly married this sex worker. And now obviously that's a huge problem for the Royal family. Right. because he, she, he gave birth to what is essentially an heir. Yes. Um, so, but that's not even like, that's like pretty upfront. In the movie, that's like pretty early on. You're you're aware that that's what's going on, right? And that is just very strange to me that they would like they would not dole out that information as we go. And right, well, I think I think the thing is that that information is up front, but they don't tell you one that he is the prince. You don't you don't learn that until later. So, and then also the other part of it is it's used as an explanation for why all of these sex workers are being murdered because they were all at the wedding. So they were witness to this, to the marriage in a Catholic church, which means it was real. Right. Um, And that, so they, and they all know that they have a baby. So they all know that there's this heir. So the, the kind of motive for all of these sex workers being killed is that they're witness to this thing that nobody else knows. Right. Exactly. And what, what I'm saying is that like, it is so weirdly apparent at the very beginning, you know, like in a, in a detective thing or whatever, it's like he he saw, he or she is solving the murder. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, wait a minute, this thing goes all the way to the top, you know, over the course of like the Chinatown model. Yeah. over the course of the thing, it fi- finds it. Oh, this wasn't just like a regular burglary or whatever. Mm-hmm. This thing goes like, oh, this is all the the president's involved or whatever. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's like, yeah, that that's like that's all jam packed at the beginning. So you never think that there's just these are just normal normal. Sorry for nor, sorry for using the word normal, but like normal sex worker murders that that then there. Oh, there's this crazy conspiracy going on. The conspiracy is like very apparent. At the very beginning of this thing. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't know. I mean, I think that that's true if you go in knowing the story. But also, if you're just going in, probably knowing like, oh, this is about Jack the Ripper. I feel like that first scene happens and mm-hmm. you you kind of go, okay, I don't know what that was. Let's we're, Here's Jack the Ripper. And mm-hmm. then you're focused on all the murdering and stuff. And then slowly it comes, because they kind of release the information that, Um, this is the prince. And then, I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of white guys in this movie. I (laughs) I didn't notice that it was the same guy at Mm. all. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you realize that the thing about the air, and then you realize the thing about, they were all at the wedding. Right. And then, I mean, there is beyond that, even more conspiracy going on. Right. Freemasons and all this stuff. So, and for me anyway, I like, I, I noted 
oh, like Johnny Depp looking at a dead body doesn't happen until like 20, 25 minutes into the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Which for me, it's like maybe that is inventive and new. <laughs> for me, I was like, I want my detective story. I want. I want to see that dead body right away. Well, it's like I want the detective to be like, oh, yeah, normal murder. And then be like, wait a minute, this thing goes all the way to the top. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you that yeah. it's a weird format. But I also, I, I, did, I didn't necessarily um, feel that way. That yeah. everything, that it was like all along I knew exactly what the hierarchy here was. Right. Like I knew, obviously you know something's going on with that right. because why would they show you otherwise? Right, but right, right. there's also a moment where we're in the midst of the murders and the investigation and I'm like, wait, why did we, why do we care about yeah. this girl? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I never say this. Could have been a TV series. Hey. Could have been, should have been a TV series probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the so it's London. It's eighteen eighty eight. Yes. As the movie starts, you and I both started swinging, singing Sweeney Todd, swinging Sweeney Todd, <laughs> singing Sweeney Todd because it's Johnny Depp. No place like London. Right. Exactly. That's exactly how it is. But I would say there's there's got to be a middle zone for me <laughs> between the way this looks, which is like a TV movie essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it does not look dirty at all. It looks like a bunch of sets, mm-hmm. which it was in the Czech Republic apparently. Oh. Um, and then something like Sweeney Todd, which looks dirtier and grimier, but also has that, like, everything went through a computer gloss gloss to it. Yeah. And I'm like, can we get the, can we get the middle? Like, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> when I said is I feel like it, it has the same feel. It has the same clean, dirty feel as, uh, like the Sherlock Holmes movies to me. Oh yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like we talked about that when we watched yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, it just it's that weird thing where it's like they were really trying to make it dirty but it didn't quite get there cuz right. it's a set. Right. It's this one looks like so much like a set. Yeah. Me. That it didn't it didn't have that like digital thing. Yeah. as much, but it did like just look like they were it looked like a you know, the wonderful world of Disney presents. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> that being said, it's super gory. Yeah, it is. It it's is, I guess. strangely yeah. super gory. There's a lot of... Now, it, but the thing is that it's not... It's weird because it's not... Um, yeah. The blood doesn't look real, which blood is a tough thing to, yeah. to get right in general. Um, I watch a lot of, like, special effects makeup people, and so I've heard them talk about this a lot, but it's like... There are different consistencies of blood. Blood that yeah. sprays out versus blood that oozes out versus blood that has hit the air and been in the air for longer and thickened versus blood that has not. It's it's difficult to get the color and the consistency right. right. And I don't think they ever... Some of the blood looks like hot pink. Yeah, it's like neon. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, in the visions, you know, which you could chalk up to like dream reality whatever but like still even not in the visions yeah yeah um but it is really really gory which like yeah it's about jack the ripper so that seems like a silly thing to say but um but it is yeah weirdly gory um the it's uh it's very long Mm -hmm. um it doesn't i think because of what i was saying that structural thing Mm -hmm. like where it doesn't have a clean build to it. It kind of like hits you with a bunch of information at different times. And it's like a shotgun blast in a weird way. Like where it's just all over the place mm-hmm. for me anyway. Um, it feels very long. Like we had to pause it a bunch of times because of like 
the kids coming out or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, I remember one at one point pausing it and being like, and I said to you, I was like, I have no idea where we are in this movie. <laughs> like, we could be 20 minutes in. We could be almost done. And I hit the little display button to see how far we were. And we were like 45 minutes in. And I was like, oh, we got like more than an hour left of this. Okay, yeah. let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's long. I also, I don't remember it being as serious as it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I remember, but it's just very, there's no humor in it at all. No, yeah. Um, which again, might just be a sign of the times, like, right. you know, it, it's just, it's just, it's, but it's a drama. It doesn't feel like a horror, even though it's about a serial killer. Right. It's a drama in a weird way. Yeah, and it doesn't feel, I mean, I, I, mean, I keep repeating myself, but it doesn't feel like a great, like, detective story. Yeah. Even though they centered the detective so clearly. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like, like, it's like almost like, and I know this is, you know, it's based on an Alan Moore graphic novel, which the artwork in that graphic novel is, like, filthy and dirty and, like, not clean at all in a very uh, evocative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it almost feels like it's like, oh, well, I would watch maybe a documentary about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? About, like, this theory that this, because, I mean, should we spoil it? Sure. Okay. So we're going to spoil it. Maybe we'll drop it, I think. Yeah. Um. So eventually it's like not only eventually like this this baby cover up um leads to the reveal that like kindly old consultant doctor who is like a doctor for the royal family and who's helping Johnny Depp solve the case. Right, and is no longer operating cuz he's had a stroke. Right. And he's played by Ian Holm. He is Jack the Ripper, and he's been tasked by the Freemasons with going out and, like, solving or, like, solving their, their air problem. Yeah. And he's chosen to do it in, like, this gruesome way because he's a, a, a bloodthirsty killer. Right. But but he's it's just him doing his job, but just choosing to do it as Jack as, in a Jack the Ripper-y way. Yeah. Um, and when that reveal happens with Ian Holm, when he transitions <laughs> into being, like, and it's clear that he's he's the killer. Yeah. His eyes go black, which is like, so funny. Actually black, like black contacts. Yeah, like they put <laughs> black contacts in. It's so funny for some reason. I don't know why. It's just like a very weird. They it it almost. I'd be I'd be curious. And there's a commentary track on it. Um, I'd be curious to actually listen to the commentary track because I like there's so much going on in this movie that's weird, mm-hmm. and I and I would love to hear from the Hughes brothers like what they were thinking. What were you thinking? <laughs> right, exactly. But the <laughs> I wonder if the the black eyes were always a thing, or if they were like put in in post mm. to be like let's make this scarier. Yeah, you know this what isn't I mean? scary enough or something. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, it's definitely a weird role for both. Johnny Depp and Heather Graham, I yeah. feel like. Because, uh, you know, when it's it's pre-Pirates, but... Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but it's not like Johnny Depp wasn't Johnny Deppin before From Hell. Like yeah. Edward Scissorhands and you know what I mean? Yeah. So doing that kind of weird... I don't know... What am I, what, what's, what's the, I don't know what the word for it is, but he'd been working for a long time when right. this movie came. It's not right. like we didn't know who Johnny Depp he was. He was a star. Yeah. And he's just, in this film, he's just nothing. It's very strange. And I don't yeah. know if that just comes from him trying to play like a doped up what have you 
Like, like, cause there's a whole storyline about how his wife died during childbirth and that's why he's sad, but right. then he falls in love with Heather Graham. Um, but then they can't be together. Yeah. I, like, it's just, it's a weird, I don't know. It, it, it's not that it's bad. Yeah. Like he's not doing a bad job, but it's just very nothing. Right. Well, yeah, that, that you're exactly right. I hadn't thought about that, but he is exactly, he's like, he's. There's not much going on. And yeah. he's known now, I guess, after Pirates and all that for, like, having this ambish charm or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I know he's, like, also... He's a bad dude. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> but it's... I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, and then Heather Graham, I was like, I need... What, what did I go into From Hell thinking Heather Graham was, right? <laughs> right. And From Hell is post-Boogie Nights, which is definitely yeah. the biggest thing that I would know her from. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I don't think I wrote it down. What else was she in? Yeah. Pre from hell. Um, like Bowfinger. I remember she was in, mm. uh, uh, spy who shagged me. Yes, exactly. Like Austin powers. Like, yeah, like I had a clear picture in my brain, what Heather Graham was. Right. And this is again, it's not that it's different or, or extraordinarily like, Insane, but it's just kind of nothing for well, I, her. I like her a lot, but I think she's miscast in this. Yes, like she's, exactly. She, you know, I don't mean to criticize Heather Graham, who I think is great. Doesn't <laughs> do a great job with the accent. I don't think Johnny Depp Oh my does. God, the accent. She's supposed to, you find out halfway through the movie, she's supposed to be from Ireland. Right. And it's like, oh, you're just doing a British accent, sweetie. Although, when she reveals right. that she's from Ireland, she slips into an Irish accent for a Ireland second. for a and second. And you're like... Oh, is that what you were supposed to be doing this right? Whole time? Exactly, um, <laughs> but I don't think Johnny Depp is very good in this. Is very like exactly what you were saying. He's also nothing. Yeah, and his accent is also hit, touch and go. Yeah, um, and so it just feels like I don't. I mean, it's too. It feels like two American people talking to each other. Right, and they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't. I don't fault either of them for that. But and no, I, you but know. it's just yeah. It, it, it's possible. It's very possible. Like you said, they're both just completely miscast. Yeah. Um, like, um, they apparently wanted Daniel day Lewis at the beginning. Okay. Sure. And it's like, sure. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Like, like I, I want Daniel day Lewis. Like it, <laughs> that feels like saying like, like, <laughs> like I want a million dollars. Like, yeah. 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 I want Daniel day Lewis in this movie. Great. Okay. Great. Good luck. Um, I I think they were going for a seven thing, like with seven all the, was before this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was such an influential movie on like serial killer movies. Like, oh yeah, like we're still like that in Silence of the Lambs. Like we're 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 living in their world, baby. Yeah. And I think that From <laughs> Hell could have been like Victorian England seven. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. If it had just had like like a little bit better casting, a little bit more money, like a little bit. Uh, more structure to the script. Yeah, you know? there's something, and there's something funny about it. And I, and you know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what is bad about this film. Right, you said because it, it's not yeah. the direction. No, you've got a ca- a good cast, and it's not their acting. It's not the story. Like I, it's it, it's so hard to figure out what is going on that isn't working. I yes, it, I, it must just be a kind of clusterfuck of ev- everything, a perfect storm of just like mediocrity. Yeah, you said this. <laughs> you said earlier, like I was thinking this exact thing earlier. It's like it's not like the it's it's almost worse that it's not terrible. 
Yeah. Because it's just fine. It's like a watchable, fine thing. Mm-hmm. But it's boring, ultimately. Yeah. And, just and it's like, too long to be boring. it's too long. It's one of those movies, and I think I, I think about this all the time. I, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, there's a good movie in here. Yeah. Or at least a better movie in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the... That's the consensus on front from hell. All right, is it uh, is it available? No, both the movies today are only spoiler alert. Rent or buy. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm just rent or buy. Um, you know that neither of them are on any streaming service. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. So you know you can pay three dollars and watch it. It's not like lost time, but <laughs> you got to pay three dollars. You got to pay three bucks for it. Yeah. Um, all right. What's the connection. Uh, Johnny Depp of mm-hmm. From Hell mm-hmm. cameoed in the movie 21 Jump Street because he, he was on that TV series. He sure did. And that movie starred Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum. of Magic Mike XXL. XXL! Our next movie is Magic Mike XXL from 2015, directed by Gregory Jacobs, who is who has been the assistant director on a bunch of Steven Soderbergh's movies. Oh. And Steven Soderbergh was the director of photography on this movie. He which I is the only movie apparently that he's ever DP'd on that he did not direct. Oh wow. So it's like not directed by Steven Soderbergh, which Magic Mike was. But, but also, also it's in the family and he's there. Influenced. Heavily influenced. Heavily influenced and like I kind of I don't know the story there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also edited it. Edited it. Edited it. Um, I don't know the, the full story there. I don't know if he was just like, hey, Greg, you've earned it, buddy. <laughs> or if he like, I don't know. I don't know what is going on there, but I love it. I love that. Um, IMDb summary is, three years after Mike bowed out of the stripper life at the top of his game, he and the remaining kings of Tampa hit the road to Myrtle Beach to put on one last blowout performance. They sure do. That's true. That's a good IMDb summary. Yeah, two good IMDb summaries. Hey, we did it. Yeah. Anyway, this has been DVD download. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's this is the first sequel we've done on the podcast where we covered the original. Yeah. So... Uh, Get excited. Whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) Whatever the fuck that's worth. Um, But, you know, you know who's in this movie. We've already done this. It's all the same people, except for Matthew McConaughey and the kid, whose name I can't remember. Alex Pettifer. Alex Pettifer. Cody Horn. And, yes. And the girl. Um, And right off the bat, I love the explanation for where Dallas and the kid are. Yeah. Um, And it's just that, like, basically, they you see Mike working hard at his uh, furniture shop and whatever and and hustling. And then, uh, is it Tarzan calls Mm -hmm. him and says, uh, yo, Dallas is dead. And he goes to the wake and it's like a pool party and Dallas isn't actually dead. It's that he took the kid and went to Europe right. <laughs> with the they show. They were just like pranking him. So yeah. Mike shows up in a full tux. Yeah. And, and then they, just, they throw him in the pool. Yeah, and it's exactly. great. It's glorious. It's so great. And I, I, the way that they handle, cause like, so Matthew McConaughey had won an Oscar in between the two movies. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't, they, they didn't have the money for him anymore. Yeah. And, um, Alex Pettifer, I think like, 
they didn't get along with Channing Tatum or something. I don't know. Yeah. And the Cody Horn, I don't know what the deal is, mm-hmm. but the um, you know, the rumor, at least like the IMDb trivia, and I hope this isn't true, oh. just said like uh, that audiences didn't like her, so like, they, like, people didn't like her, so she didn't come back. Which I don't, I I don't agree with. We talked about this with the other movie. Yeah. I think she's weird and good. She's great. I, yeah. I could see like. I could see being like, wait, what is this? But I think that part of it is that that's the tone of the movie mm-hmm. in the first one. Yeah. Anyway, her not being in this one, and I don't know if that's the reason, but her not being in this one is the only, like, false note to me in yes. the whole movie. Yeah. In like, is is that's the only one that feels like whatever. But I really, like you were just saying, I love that explanation. Mm-hmm. It has very much, like... Poochie died on the way back to his home planet <laughs> energy to it. Yeah. Where it's like... Just don't worry about it. Right, we're gonna get they, this out of the way, and then it's done. He says they went to Macau. Like yeah. The two, the, oh yeah, we couldn't get these guys. They went to Macau. They're they're gone. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love that. Yes. I love that. And then I also love that immediately following that. So we're talking first 10, 15 minutes of this film. You get why these people are missing. You also get here's what this film is. Yeah. And because they're there, and they're like, we're going up to Myrtle Beach. For the convention, one last hurrah with the gang. Right. You got to come with us. And he's like, no, it's okay. But then he's working in his shop. Pony comes on the radio and he's like, fuck it. One last hurrah. My heart's been broken because what's her face said no when I proposed to her. Right. Which, like you said, rings false and doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's not that, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, it just feels, it, it feels like an explain away, whereas, like, in the universe, right. it makes sense that Dallas would right. take the kid and run off. Right. They do a good job of justifying, like, of, 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 sorry, of explaining, like, oh, yeah, of course he would be devastated. Like, Indiana Jones, like, shows up in, in like, the later movies with no Karen Allen. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess just in Last Crusade, Temple Doom takes place before. Anyway, there's no Karen <laughs> Allen, and, and they're just like, who cares? Or, like, James Bond falls right. in love and then He's d- a playboy. In this one, Magic Mike doesn't have the girl anymore, and he's devastated. He's sad, yeah. And at least that. Yeah. But I wish she was just back. And then there's there would be interesting things to do with, like, I'm going back on the road. Yeah. Oh, but now we have, like, a house and, yeah. like, a dog and maybe a kid. Maybe or a kid. Exactly. And, like, so you're really going to go back on the road for one last hurrah? Mm-hmm. I think that could have been interesting. It's a shame it didn't happen. Other than that, perfect movie. I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, but yes. Yeah. I, like, watching this, it's just, again, it's, it's. I didn't know that 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 Soderbergh had his hand in it. Yeah. Um, but it feels true to the first one, yeah. while also feeling radically different. This is exactly it. This yeah. Is exactly the whole thing. Like it doesn't feel like I'm watching the same movie again, but right. I, but it does feel like I'm back with my buddies. Yes. Um, and just they go hard in on this like bro trip like yeah like we're buds and we're bros there's a point where they do molly and it's the funniest thing ever and i wrote speaking of heather graham and boogie nights it's fully just the i want you to be my mom are you my mom yeah. scene from boogie nights but uh, funny and not but funny and not tragic yeah. yeah um and it's just it, the whole thing is so fun and it's the same fun. exactly yes and it's the same thing as the first film where it's like 
there's a real story here. There's real stuff happening. And then also there are men taking their clothes off. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, which like, you know, is great. Sure. Uh, well, the dancing is great. I mean, yes, you know, yes, I, that is one of my notes for sure is like not trying to be like, I read it for the articles here, but I do love the, um, the art that happens yeah. in in this one especially, um, but also in the first one where yeah. it's like clearly I mean they hired so the other the 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 guy that they bring in okay <sighs> sorry guys I'm excited so I'm all over the place <laughs> so backing it up doing a little bit of plot so they go on this road trip there's a point at which they crash the van because they're all having a kumbaya mo- right, moment and holding right. hands and he's driving and he closes his eyes. Um, and then they have to figure out how they're going to keep going and they go to, and, and they also need, uh, an MC because the MC is, oh, I can't remember his name. Gabriel's Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias is driving and he was supposed to be the MC because Dallas is gone. Um, but then he gets a concussion. So now they need to find an MC and a ride. Um, and they go to Jada Pinkett Smith's house right (laughs) where she has this she has basically made a club there's a pass with her and mike and um and she her that is great that That whole scene is amazing amazing. she's incredible yep love to see her yep love to see her get to shine yep um and she does an incredible job and the whole concept for the business that she runs is in line with, you know, the whole messaging of the film with the male strippers and what their job is. But it's just like she calls all the women queens. She picks out an especially like shy woman and Donald Glover sings to her. Right. You know, and it's just uh, it's a great sequence. Right. It's about like worshiping these women and giving them pleasure. Right. Giving them pleasure and giving them things that they might not necessarily be getting from their partners. Exactly. Um, And uh, at the house, they meet this other dancer who in the end, the big finale dances with magic Mike. I feel like there was maybe like a thing where they were trying to like uh, create the potential for another one. But the guy that they cast is Twitch who was on. So you think you can dance. I've been following him forever. He's an incredible dancer. Yeah. So, Again, we and Channing Tatum, an incredible dancer. Yeah, yeah. You've got Matt Bomber sings in this one. That's yeah. like because that's part of their journey is on the way they're trying to figure out their act, and they realize that they've just been doing these acts because Dallas told them to. Right. And so they change everything last minute to be what they want to do. And right. and his character wants to sing and uh What's his name? Joe Manganiello. Yes, Joe Manganiello's yeah. character uh, wants to get married, and right. it's very sweet um, and lovely. Well, that <laughs> sequence where they—I mean, it's like the stakes in the movie are so low, mm-hmm. but in a really fun way. Yeah, like in, and that seems like a criticism, and it's not like that they should be low in right. this movie. Um, and it works so well, and like that scene where Channing Tatum is trying to convince them to change their act. And mm-hmm. do something new and do something that's true to their inner heart and their desire or whatever. Yeah. Um, that is such a good sequence and is so they're on Molly and whatever. And then <laughs> that whole sequence, like they're on Molly, they stop, they're still high, and um Channing Tatum convinces Joe Manganiello to like dance for himself, essentially, yeah. at this convenience store. Yeah. To try to get this girl behind the counter who is like looking at her phone and is grumpy yeah. to smile. Yeah. 
That sequence is so good. It's great. It's like what the trailer was, essentially, I think. Yeah. And it is so... It's. I mean, it's, for lack of a better word, like it's magic, that yeah. sequence. Yeah. It's so funny. And also that girl behind the counter, that woman behind the counter, is so incredible. It's like the... It's the... It like I feel like emotional watching her because she's nothing. She's she gives such nothing. Dead face. Dead face. And I don't know how. Right. Well, and it, <laughs> I mean, it, it, like part of it must have just been like they shot her not looking at him doing that. Right. Obviously, but like the part the the smile that like creeps across her face when he gets her to smile finally is yeah. like such a magical wonderful moment in movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's so good. Yeah. And that whole sequence, and then they, they're still on drugs and they crash the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Like, it's just great. And that whole thing where the I, the journey is, like, trying to get them to dance for themselves and that thing about, like, oh, I do this because Dallas assigned it to me and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, not what you've seen I haven't seen that in movies before. It's like about creativity in a weird way and, and yeah. really fun. And it, the thing, the other thing about it is that the first one and this one have such a, um, this relates, it's not going to sound like it relates, have <laughs> such a uh, through line of like economics, which mm-hmm. I really respect a lot. Like the first one is all, like, these are, these are like working class people with a job. Right. You know what I mean? And like trying to chase their dreams and all this stuff and it's an art and it's a performance but they're also like making money and it's all about making money and it's one of the only movies I can think of where so Mike owns his furniture shop Mm -hmm. and he uh, he gets asked by his one employee early on in the movie if he can like if he's done anything to like get a health plan for the business right so that he can cover his health insurance and he's like no I I I can't afford it right now. Yeah. And he feels really bad about that. And like, it's one of the only movies that like no other movie would address, would that. address that or would yeah. even consider it as yeah. a, and it's a motivation for him to like, um, you know, work hard and, and, and do all this stuff. But anyway, the point is the point I was trying to get to <laughs> with like all this artistic, like be true to yourself stuff mm-hmm. is that it would be so easy for this movie to have made the convention that they are getting towards a contest yeah. With, with prize money that would have changed all their lives or whatever. Like, you know, we're going to go, we're going to make a million dollars and right. we're going to split it up. And we got to win this thing. Right. Yeah. That would have been such like the easy seen it before route, but it's like not that at all. Yeah. It's so much truer to life. It's like, we're going to do this trip and we're just going to like try to have a good performance. Yeah. It's like so, leave it all on the stage. Right. Leave yeah. it all on the stage, which I just respect so much about the movie that yeah. it like, doesn't do that much easier thing. Yeah. That was a very long rant. I apologize. No, but. I went on a very long rant right before you. So Look, as long as we all have a long rant. The yeah. other thing that bums me about, out about Cody Horn, I think that's her name. I could be getting her name fully wrong this whole Ooh. time. Cody Horn not being in this movie because I really liked her in the first one. Mm-hmm. Is that they cast Amber Heard, who I also really like, but yes. who looks exactly like her. Yep. And acts exactly like her in this movie. Yep. And so um, it's just also like, this storyline, that is my one complaint for this film, is that I hate, I hate that. I hate it so much. I don't care about her. She's doing a lovely job. Yeah, she's I fine. don't care about her. There's one scene where the two of them meet and it's it's supposed to be the same scene as the one where they do the sandbar party. Yeah. Um <laughs> in the first one. And, uh, but 
you know, he's like, they're at a beach party and he's peeing and she comes up and they are just like riffing. I, it feels very improvised and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Um, that scene is so weird. It's, it's like hard to see. Also. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> and she's, she doesn't, there's no, uh, she doesn't need to be there basically. Like at the yeah. end he dances on her but there's no reason for that. Like, yeah, and, could, and there's a whole, they try that. to like shoehorn this thing in where it's like, I was supposed to like uh, apprentice with this photographer guy in New York, but turns out he just wanted to sleep with me and now my dreams are crushed and now I'm sad and I'll never smile again. And then she like smiles when he does his insane dance and flips her all around the stage. Right. And it's like, uh, okay, cute, but I don't care. Right. And so much less effective than, the like, actual story. Well, then I was going to say like the f- three minute scene where we get that girl to smile at behind the counter. Yes. Who like we've never met and we never see again. Yeah. You know I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I, I like Amber Heard and it's funny that we're doing a Johnny Depp and an Amber Heard. Oh, hey. I hadn't thought of that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel like that plot line is just like, yeah, it feels like, oh, we need a girl, which like, yeah, but not really in this movie. Yeah. It's okay for this movie specifically to be dudes being bros. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that is interesting about this one is uh, the body representation, mm-hmm. not with the men, because that's mostly just very muscular, traditionally good-looking men. Yeah. Uh, and But with the women in the crowd... Mm-hmm. Um, and you had that moment in the first Magic Mike where Joe Mangiello's character picks up the fat woman yep. and then his back hurts. And yep. it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Right. You could have not. You could have not. There was no reason to and do yet that. And you did. And this movie, there is, there are all types of bodies. Mm-hmm. They're dancing with all of these women. There's a point at which, oh God, what's his name? Michael. Kelly and Michael. He's Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Yeah. Thank you. He's in this movie. Yeah. Where he picks up this woman who's, she's a beefy lady. She's a beefy lady. And he picks her up and body slams her. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> with no trouble. Doesn't like grunt. Doesn't like make a face. It's just part of the routine. Yeah. And I love it. And then you <laughs> see, and you just see a bunch of different bodies represented and that's it. Yeah, the there's end. no comment on it. There's and no... there's a whole thing, there's a whole scene where it's like they go on their journey up to Myrtle Beach. They uh, stay at this girl's house and her mom is there and her mom is like, a, is Andy McDowell. That sequence is great too. And and so it's like these older women and they're all, you know, confiding in these uh, male entertainers about how, basically how their husbands have disappointed them. Right. Um, and... They're there to comfort them and, you know, and, and make them feel good, which is what their job is. Right. Um, so you've even got, like, age representation happening. And right. it's a little, like, that scene is a little kind of on the nose and kind of like, oh, can you believe that he's sleeping with an older lady? But it, in the end, it all feels very positive. Yeah, it's a little on the nose, but also those women in that scene are so funny and, and yeah. very recognizable as, like, drunk moms. Yeah. But not in a... In a, like, drunk, horny mom's way, mm-hmm. but not in a, uh, I don't know, not, it just felt, I liked it. And I liked it. Yeah. Like, that a lot. It was cool to see her. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, this movie is great. The dance sequences are amazing. It is great. I, I like the the thing you said at the beginning of this about how it's a sequel that is totally different and yet feels the same. That's mm-hmm. like uh, I uh, uh, wrote about this on my letterbox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the worst <laughs> sentence imaginable. Um, but like, just every sequel that is good feels like a magic trick to me. Like it's like, it's like, how do you go back and also expand the world Mm -hmm. and also make it worth everybody's time, but also pay off stuff that, you know, like, and how do you make it fresh and new while still feeling like the thing that people love? Right. And this is the perfect example of it. Someone, a film critic, um, or film programmer, I don't know, named Mallory Andrews on, on Twitter or letterbox or something said that this is like aliens to, uh, the original's Alien, which is mm. so apt to me, which is like, because Aliens feels like a different movie. Yeah. But it is, it couldn't, it's not like, it, it couldn't exist without Alien. You know what I mean? Alien is like a tight horror movie on a spaceship, and Aliens is like this big, crazy action movie yeah. on spaceships and stuff. And this, you know, Magic Mike is like this rise and fall story set in this world with like crazy dancing and, and some comedy and all this stuff. But it is, the, you know, following this, like, all about Eve trajectory. Yeah. And then this one is, like, a road trip comedy, like, picaresque novel kind of thing, almost, of, like, we're traveling across to Myrtle Beach, you know? And it's great, and but it's just a different, a fully different movie, but that pays off from the first one so well. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I'm so, like, I can't believe they pulled it off, and yet... I know. Especially, I can't believe they pulled it off, like... With what a big hit the first one was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how, like, oh, there were, like, Magic Mike shows and stuff like that. And all that, like, commercialization of it. They still made, like, a weird, unique movie mm-hmm. for the second one. You know? I don't know. It's really, like, um, very impressive and cool. And uh, before we move on, I just have a couple of stray notes. Like, I there a line that really made me laugh was when they were leaving the beach... Mm-hmm. Just there's so many like tossed off fun moments in this. Yeah, and there's just this moment where they're like they're talking about how um, Joe Manganiello's dick is too big and all like all this funny stuff. And then as they're like packing up to go, Matt Bomer just goes like, "I'll clean up the non biodegradables." <laughs> That's like the end of the scene. Is like he's gonna go around and like clean up the yeah. beach. I don't know why. Like just little shit like that is so funny to That's me. So good. It's so good. Um, did you have anything else? Yeah, I have one more very brief fun fact. So there is a woman, an actress, who was in Chicago, the the movie musical Chicago, which we will get to at some point. Um, she's in Selbach Tango, so she's in the ensemble of Chicago. Okay. She is the woman who, he ran into my knife, he ran into my knife ten times. Okay. She is this glorious glorious amazonian beautiful just i can't she's so good in that song in that movie yeah that it made an impression on me such that and then we went to see the silence of the lambs parody musical i remember that yeah. and she was in that and i literally was like that's the woman from chicago right it was years between those two things and i was like i recognize her yeah. that's the woman from chicago and she's in this film she's tarzan's woman at the end she he brings up a woman on stage for his thing oh wow that's her and i'm like holy shit there she is again and i just it just makes me laugh so hard because 
I've never seen her do any kind of leading role. But every time I see her, I'm like, there she is. What That's a magical her. career. I know. That's like perfect. Just Mwah, like chef's kiss. A couple of like iconic things. Yes. It's so funny. Her name um, is uh, Deirdre Goodwin, by the way. Great. I was going to ask. Yeah. That's great. Um, oh, and what, last thing is that like Channing Tatum is so good in this. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, he sells Mike so well in this one who like, because Mike in the first one is like kind of put upon and he's got this like conflict with the, with Dallas and the kid and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's like, he's like a driving force and he's, he, he's just, he's also like, oh, I'm just like a charming guy for half a movie. <laughs> yeah. And he has these lines that are like, I don't think anyone else could pull off. Right. But like when he's talking to, uh, Amber Heard in the kitchen mm-hmm. at the at the middle aged lady's house. Yeah, and he's talking to her about how he's a cookie guy and she's a cake person mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then he says something about um, he talks about he mentions God and he says she and he says yes my God is a she and yeah. he like keeps moving on. And then like it's just like shit like that where it's like if you wrote that down or if anybody else said it you'd be like get the what fuck the out fuck here. is this yeah. you know what I mean? And he just pulls it off. He's so charming. Yeah. Um, then. One more, like, line I just want to shout out <laughs> is when uh, Joe Manginello, so his, like, arc, one mm. of his arcs, yeah. is that his dick is too big. Yeah. And that women only want to blow him. Right. Such a funny conflict to have. <laughs> so hilarious to me. Um, th- the perfect, like, movie <laughs> plot line. <laughs> so funny <laughs> anyway women only want to blow him and they don't want to sleep with him because his dick is too big yeah who can't relate so <laughs> um but then he finally finds someone to sleep with yeah and the uh the other guys are like so genuinely like excited about it mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's i think it's channing tatum says like around the breakfast nook there says like i'm so happy for you yeah and it's like a, another tossed off line that is just so funny and genuine and like i don't know bros man bros love to hang bros, out with your bros right? i have one last point to make please uh so uh, male entertainers are a weird thing for me because uh i don't the it it in in a general sense, it doesn't super appeal to me. Sure. Just like looking at uh, male bodies. I don't know. There's something there's something about it that it's like, I don't quite get it. Um, not that I'm not attracted to men. No, I know what you mean. And not that it's I don't, and not that I don't see that that is attractive. I'm not denying that that's attractive, but right. it's also, I'm also just kind of like, I am much more interested in the insane dancing that you're doing right. than your dick in a sock. You right. know what I mean? Um, and, uh, it, it, there's a scene at the end at the big showcase that perfectly encapsulates why I'm like, no, thank you to pulling me up on stage. Do you know what it is? No. It's Tito's routine. He does a candy man routine. He pulls three women up on stage, sits them on a bench. He dips the one woman's finger in some chocolate and licks it off. He pours chocolate on the other woman's legs. And then at the end, he takes two whipped cream cans, shakes them up, and essentially ejaculates whipped cream on, on these women. And I'm just like... Now, uh, uh, they're just at the rest of the showcase covered in chocolate and whipped cream. How is that practical? So, uh, 
it's not for me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't even be like, wow, that's hot. I was just like, oh, now you're a mess. Right, right. You're a mess now. You, you have to assume there's like a PA <laughs> off to the side who has a towel of some sort. There's, for the women? Yeah, for the women. But he like sprays it all over them. Like they need a shower and a change of clothes. Yes, it's they not do. a towel situation. Okay. All right. I I agree. I agree. It's a mess. It's a you hate a mess. I don't like a mess. <laughs> Especially if I have to walk around a convention for the rest of the day. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, not for me. Not for you. It's not for me. Uh, is it available? We already said. We already no, it said is I not. spoiled yes. it earlier. Yes, rent, it is. You can rent or buy. I but would say you should rent or buy. Absolutely. Do a little double feature. Um, once again, it's pretty fucking clear which one we're getting rid of. Yeah, I mean, From Hell was not ever my pick. Mm. I think it was a fa- more, more favored... On your end, because of the Jack the Ripper Absolutely. thing. Yeah. Um, and Magic Mike, I think we both love. Yeah. And you know what? I will say, I was very happy to watch From Hell Again, because I hadn't watched it probably since we yeah. bought it. Um, and I was excited to watch it, and I enjoyed watching it again. Yes. It does not need to live in our collection. No, <laughs> at all. So. so From Hell, we're uh, sending you back to hell. You see what I'm saying? It's From Hell, but we're going to send it back to hell. More like DVD hell. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. You, nailed it. you nailed it. Crushed it. Great. Got it. Um, Killed it. Great. <laughs> All right, should we pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 282. 282 is... From 2005, Corpse Bride. Oh, you know what? I haven't like sat down and watched Corpse Bride in forever. Like the kids have watched it, but I yeah, didn't, haven't sat down and watched it. Didn't the younger one go through a Corpse Bride phrase like within the last two years, which is yeah. funny because she's only four. Yeah. So there, but there was a period where it was like Corpse Bride every day. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Also, hey. Like 70 minutes, baby. Love that. <laughs> Can't get Love enough that. of that. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 599. 599 is... <laughs> Are uh-huh. you ready? I'm ready. From 2007. Uh-huh. I know who killed me. Oh, snap. You know what? That's another one, but it's terrible, and I love it. Well, get into it. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's so bad. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait. That's going to be great. It'll be something. (laughs) We saw that in the theater. We did. And then we purchased it. Wow. All right. We've got a we've got a horror theme for for next week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Corpse Bride. And I know. <laughs> oh man. That's going to be a really interesting matchup, I think. Yes, it is. I'm interested. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, I know who killed me, man. <laughs> Rough. Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you uh, go to the peach and have some fun. 
I love that. Have some good, safe, fun, feel confident in your skin. Doesn't matter what you look like. All that jazz. The beach is a fun place if you like the beach. If you don't like the beach, don't go to the beach. Yeah, go somewhere else. Go to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. All right. Come back next time and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Woke up at 11.30, feeling like a bag of shit. (laughs)